Mount Vesuvius. Is it ready to erupt? And a review of the new Pavarotti movie. Plus, is Matalcino's in Isqua the best Italian restaurant in the USA? All of this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello everybody and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. My name is Tony Lestella. I'm one of your hosts and the other lovely, lovely co-host sitting here right next to me is Marzio Caputo from Vincenza. Oh, let's explain that too now. Eh? The Nord, we changed the Nord, really? The Nord, you have yeah. to say that well, no now? One's, no one's perfect. You <laughs> well, know? buon pomeriggio and I'm glad, you know, like I say, I'm North and South. Let's make clear of that. I have both. You have That's only right. One. You are North and South. Both. You're really messed up. You know I what I mean? I fight myself. I thought it's I was okay. messed up, but you know. <laughs> and here we have also Rick Reagan. My mm-hmm. dear friend from Mantelcino Ristorante Italiano, which uh, we mm. hear with all of these reviews across the country, open table and everything else, may very well be the number one Italian restaurant in the United States. We're going to talk more about that in a little bit. Okay. Uh, but first, we want to let everybody know that you're hearing us live here in the wonderful uh, Bellevue, Seattle, uh, Greater Puget Sound area on 1150 AM KKNW. And uh, you can also hear us online you can hear us uh, either live online or 24 7 this week's show and all past broadcasts by going to our website just remember the acronym for west coast italian radio wcir.biz and uh, just click on the link there and uh, you can hear the show anytime you want 24 7 of course tell all your friends and family speaking of which you know what, what? we have like about ten thousand listeners now down in florida florida everybody i grew up with okay so I grew up in this neighborhood. Mm. You had, you know, Italians, Jews, Irish. We were all, and we all got to be friends, right? Right. And, you know, when you turn 50, if you're Italian, Jewish, or Irish, you live in New York, you got to move to Florida. Oh, it's South I'm telling you, Florida. everybody I know, everybody I went to school with, everybody I grew up with, all my, everybody lives in Florida. It's not too humid there. It's I don't like know really... humid or what, but I can go in any place in Florida and tell you what, I can get like a steak dinner and a place to stay, you know? So, oh, okay. um, it's pretty good. You know, I have like two people I know anymore in New York City, you know, although I love New York, you know, so. Uh, From the cold, because the winter is really cold over there. Well, they should, That's yeah, they, they, they should call actually the East Coast of uh. Florida from about, you know, north of Miami on up. They should just call that South New York, you know. Okay. Be the new, the new now. borough. Yeah. So anyway, mm. folks, if you have anything you'd like to add or comment or just be a part of our show today, please do call us. Our call-in number is 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. And now we're going to get right into it. Un pezzo d'Italia in the Northwest are weird and wacky Italian news stories, which we swear to you these are all true. You can actually check these out for yourself. We, uh, we have the sources, we will tell you, with each one that we get these off of line. Yes, news from Italy, we couldn't make up stuff like this. Trust me on this. Well, so I, I'm curious to hear this one that you just find it, the one wrong, broken, pattern. Yeah, well, you know, I'll t- let you do yours first. Huh. We'll get to that next. So you, okay. you lead it off, baby. Go All ahead. right, I'm going. So this one is Italian teen get football banned for flashing female ref. Can you believe that? Flashing, a, so he uh-huh. had a, a, a soccer kid because football. It's not real football, yeah, folks. Okay. It's Italian. It's soccer. But you, okay, soccer. you go. So, yeah. uh, but he, he uh, kid. Mm-hmm. H- how old was he? Well, fourteen. Fourteen yeah. years old. He's already flashing the female. Yeah. Rap. Well, they really they don't lose the time here. So, what happened is uh, in Torimei, two thousand nineteen, the local, 
an Italian boy has been banned for a year after exposing himself to taunt a female referee during an amateur football match. It was so she was 22 and he's 14. Right. Well, like I say, we don't care about age in Italy, right? Let's be clear on that. <laughs> so the 14 years old lowered his shirt during a yacht match at Mestre near Venice, okay? Yeah, yeah. After 22 years old referee Giuliani Castro awarded a corner. Make sense? Put yeah, him like, yeah. okay. So she put him in a corner for right. a penalty. Right. And then he uh, was not very happy with that, right? So in our match report, Nicastro, the referee, said that the teenager started to undress, pronouncing vulgar insult of a sexy content. And while fans, they were, what, did I say something wrong? No, no, to. no. You'd say so. Basically, he's in the corner. <laughs> right. He doesn't like to he be in sad. the in the wherever the, in the penalty no. box is. <laughs> kind of. So he starts to undress and he starts to uh, you know and, say uh, offensive, say offensive thing. things right. to her. All right. So a while the fans they were hurling abuse at her over her referring throughout the match. So, so, so repeat that again in oh. English this time. So you get it. Okay. <laughs> what was that was again? One of the fans did something to her. I couldn't. I can't please, understand it, but I'll it sounds like say, fun. I'll let you, know? you say the part. Please, okay. go. So <laughs> it says the unmentionable insults intensified, it said, from a group oh, you of okay. 20 of his fans. This is what you wrote. I'm just reading yeah, it. Yeah, that's of the 20 next of his one. fans. Uh, so this kid apparently had had his fans in the audience. And uh, once they saw what he was doing, they all decided to join right. in. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you take their collective IQ, you add 12, you got a grapefruit. You know, there you are. So anyway. So the consequences saw the uh, showing him a red card for his behavior, right? The Amateur League of Veneto, Veneto is my region, okay, let's make sure of that, imposed a year-long ban, which would be help the player attend an equal opportunity rehabilitation program run by the local authority in his home on so they basically kicked them out for, for half a year. Right? For, that for, is for one. Year, yeah, year. half a year. Yeah. They kicked him off for a year, and he has to go to this thing, this rehab thing. Only in the Venetian coast, by the way. Okay? Like so if he pro- goes south to see that, he'd be okay. So this kid's now <laughs> on soccer probation, right? Here you are. That's yeah. one. And he was uh, he was also barred from attending match during the I time. I think she meant barred, but he was bearing barred. things too, so it could be very confusing here. Thank you. Yeah. I love you, Matt, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> so the Italian newspaper reported, and the, what is his name? Giuliani Nicastro, uh, the referee, recently shared a selfie with her, with her in Instagram followers of herself in a bright pink referee kit, right? And with a caption, say, referee in capital letter. Yeah. And they say, think, believe, dream, so and dare. So this was a 22 year old. So was she like good looking or something, or was she just, I you know? I guess so, you know, but you, oh, you don't even know. You don't even know what she looks like. Okay, we got to. No, the thing is this. We're going to research a picture. We'll let uh, you know this before the show guys is over Guys don't like to put them on their own place. That's what happened, So we want to you know? see if the kid was just, you know, like coming out of the referee. We were just upset with her, with, you know, who knows, you know. But uh, it wasn't a, I, I'm not mm. condoning it anyway. No, and, or no. Or his friends. It was not a good thing to do. No, but, uh, to you know, certain so. things you can get upset with referees, say whatever you want, but don't insult. That is true. You cannot do that. Come on. Well, you know now, getting to our second story, there is oh, yeah. a secret organization that is one. fixing Rome's broken pavements illegally. Okay, wow. This comes to us on uh, April 12th from the Guardian newspaper out of Italy. Mm-hmm. An estimated 10,000 potholes are in Rome. The number is, has increased dramatically over the last eight years. I mean, the streets of Rome are just filled with potholes, and apparently there are tw- 20 hooded Activists 
who uh, sneak out in the middle of the night and they clean these potholes. So, so you know, wow. this is interesting. I mean, when you think of these hooded people, you, know, you usually think, oh, these people hoods are going to go out, they're going to do drug mm-hmm. deals, or they're going to be, you know, do you know something do, doing yeah. something bad, right? But these, this is group is called the GAP, has no permission to do what it does. It stands for oh. Grupo di Artigiani di Pronto Intervento, Groups of Art, Art, Artisan Emergency Services. Like a patriot Action yeah, it's, group. it's a tribute. I love it. Exactly. Tribute to the Patriot, the uh, Patriotic Action mm-hmm. Groups. I love so it. So their spokesperson, who remains anonymous, says, mm. We choose this name because many of our parents or grandparents were partisans, and we like the idea of honoring their memory. Oh. So basically, just to give you an idea of I me, mean, they repaired a fountain that was built in the 1940s, mm-hmm. uh, and they did work for the Principe di Piemonte, Piemonte School. Uh, mm-hmm. They uh, painted a pedestrian crossing on a dangerous major road. Their last work they uh, it was pavement fixing in Ostienze. Yeah. And according to the data collected by the uh, Codicons, an association for the defense of the environment, um, 80,000 scooters out of 40,000 have reported damage each year due to mm-hmm. the streets in Rome. So they've done a lot of work there. So... To complete the work, they say it's necessary to violate the rules, so they have to do a lot of this stuff without permission um, and, you know, without yeah. the authorization, but they figure, okay, I'm going to just do it, see what happens. I mean, this is really... Well, that's a, good news. Yeah, yeah. Something really beautiful. We, there you go. I mean, you really... know, you got to figure that the police and the authorities, you know, if they're smart, they're just going to let it go look the other way. I yeah, hope so. God because... knows there's enough stuff, real crime, mm-hmm. that they should go out and take care of. These people are trying to do a public service so they don't get a license. So hey, what? So it, believe it or not, you know, I mean, if people with a bike, little bicycle, they get hurt oh, yeah, because we yeah. travel with that. Yeah, I'm one yeah. of them. I got hurt for the street. It was oh, really wow, bad. Wow. So it's really dangerous. The things are really good. I hope they don't say and nothing. And we could be so lucky to have that stuff going on here. But then, you know, certainly you got these, you know, politician and city workers who often, you know, get involved. Well, they can't do that, yeah. you know. And I mean, come on, come on. Get involved with fixing real problems, and if you got citizens who want to jump in and Good make help. the community better, leave them alone. Let them do their thing. That's okay. Right. That's All right. right. So now we have kind of an interesting story that mm. um, this kind of just jumped out out at me. This comes to us from uh, June second, so just a couple of days ago, uh, and and it's just a whole thing about Mount Vesuvius. So oh. now the big question is, you know, is Mount Vesuvius? Down by Napoli, down there, is it ready mm-hmm. to erupt again, okay? So, um, underneath Mount Vesuvius, apparently, there lies this huge magnet chamber. It's about 10 kilometers deep, and it holds like 400 million uh, kilometers, gallons, whatever it is, of liquid magma, okay? So, it says it's possible with that m- amount of magma there okay. that you could have eruptions for yeah. thousands of years, right? And the city beneath the volcano, you know, mm-hmm. now Napoli, of course. Oh, Napoli, um, yeah. Is expanding every year, more and more thing. And now they're, at present, there are 500,000 people living in what they call the red zone. Okay, that's yeah. the zone. Like, if it goes up, baby, you're gone, okay? Uh-huh. Um, the Italian authorities have a whole thing where they're trying to get people to move, okay? They're offering up to $40,000 a year to families that, you know, that want to live outside of this red zone area because they want to reduce the hazard as what's been described as the world's most dangerous volcano, okay? Now, mind you, the volcano hasn't blown since 1944, 
Uh, but at that point, when it blew, you know, they destroyed like like you know tons of homes, orchards, and twenty six people were killed. And so the government wants to plan for you know an emergency plan. They got to plan a thing now, you know, because you know what happens is when the it blows all this lava and these pyroclastic flows come sweeping down the hills. Okay, I mean you remember all the movies and the stuff we've seen about Pompeii, mm-hmm. where people literally. Are you know they they have these statues of people who were like just you know it's there the yeah. you know basically covered with lava you know as they were trying to run okay? and then of course all the mm-hmm. stuff shooting out of the top of the volcano called Tephra falls and there's the risk it gets on the roof of the house and makes your roofs makes your whole house collapse okay so at this point the plan assumes that they're going to have a two week or about a twenty day about a two to week three it takes about two to three weeks. To evacuate the area, you'd have to evacuate about 600,000 people, mind you, okay? Now, of course, the problem with this is, you know, that are you going to have, you know, two to three weeks, okay, if the the volcano decides to go, okay? Um, Especially the greatest risk is from these pyroclastic flows of lava and gases coming down the mountain, okay? The evacuation is by trains, ferries, cars, buses, anything to get you out of the area, but still... It's going to take a couple weeks, okay? Mm-hmm. So the biggest problem they have in, in, you know, in implementing the plan is that if they, imp- imp- if they implement it, of course, too late, thousands of people literally could be killed. I mean, there's thousands. It's not like Pompeii mm-hmm. where they had, you know, a little village there. I mean, this is it's thousands right. and thousands of people that live in this area, right? On the other hand, if they implement it, you know, too soon, what happens if it's a false alarm, which happened in another area a few years ago where no eruption that occurred? Then you're displacing all these people and nothing's happening, okay? Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely That's is a scary. dilemma. Um, since 79 A.D., that was when Pompeia erupted, 79 A.D., okay? There's been 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. There's been about 48 eruptions of uh, Vesuvius since Pompeia in 79 mm-hmm. A.D. until... Basically, 1944, which was the last eruption that we have on record. And it looks like when you look at this, there's an eruption basically about every, it ranges from about anywhere from 30 to 60 years. So God knows that right now, I mean, you know, if it hasn't done since 1944, we're squeaking we're, we're up on 80 years. So it's about due. It's about right. due, okay? Never know. We'd have, yeah, that's scary part. And of course, they say there was no eruption since Pompeii that was as devastating this, as right. bad. But again... Um, that was probably because they didn't have the forewarning and they couldn't get out of the different. way in time. It was a nighttime now, when it happened. Now it could t- it could be as bad, if not worse, because now they don't know when mm-hmm. to start you know the movement. So you know, there you go. We're gonna go to a quick commercial break. We're gonna be right back with some great Italian food from Montalcino Ristorante Italiano. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy. Based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. 
Yes, on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpaAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Alternative Talk 1150. And those are the sounds of Tony Listel and the Goombas. That's our uh, drummer, the greatest Sicilian drummer living in the United States today, Mr. Mark Montanino. My brother, my co-patriot in crime and... You know, you can catch us playing up and down the West Coast between now and about the middle of October at various Italian festivals and events from uh, San Diego to Vancouver, B.C., including Reno and uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Just go to our website. Now is my favorite part of the show. Okay, this part is brought to you by Tito's Vodka and our good friend Joey DeMarco, another good Italian boy, very supportive of the Freedom Fair and of all of our veterans out there. Um, one of our sponsors to that event and our sponsor here for West Coast Italian Radio. Mm-hmm. And Tito's Vodka does bring us every week our food segment. That's and right. I, we got a great food segment this week because I got my good friend here, Rick Reagan, from Manolcino's Ristorante Italiano. Say hi, Rick. It's a pleasure to be here, Tony. Thanks for the invitation. So now in our food segment today, you know, we had to figure out what we're going to do, something that was really special, okay? And we're going to talk a little more about Monochinos in a minute. But first, let's talk about this fabulous dish oh, you have here in front of us. So, Look Tony, what I brought for you guys today, I brought our pappardelle with wild boar. And it's a, it's a simple dish, as most of our dishes are. You know, we don't try to overly complicate them, let the flavors speak for themselves, let the ingredients speak for themselves. But starts off with house-made um, pasta. Um, the wild boar we source from Broadleaf, um, which is renowned for some of the best game oh, that's in the world. Fantastic. And then it's just treating the ingredients with respect. We take the boar cheeks and we uh, braise them with uh, red wine and onions and garlic and capers and olives and roasted red peppers. It spends about three and a half hours in the oven. And then we shred it down to what you see on the dish today. It's fantastic. My mouth is watering wow. looking. This I is, can you know, smell yeah, it from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You can smell mm. the olives. You can smell the fresh herbs. You can smell the roast. Mm. All right, so we're going we're gonna to let our, our, our resident you know, Italian girl here from Italy do our first taste, you know, and, since, oh. uh, you know, and then we will uh, pass it around here. So um, once you get the, the wild <laughs> boar cooked, and, you, of course, you have your pasta cooked, then it looks like you... you the sauce is like a basin, kind of in a ragu, like a marinara type right. of sauce. Yeah? yeah, so it just goes into a hot saute pan. Simple stuff, Tony. We've got uh, onions, garlic, olive oil, a little knob of butter, some fresh parsley and basil, um, a quick saute, add the wild boar, a great red wine, reduce it down a little bit, and we finish it with just a touch of cream 
um, some fresh uh, capers. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what I want you to do is send me that, you know, your overall recipe. We'll post it online okay. for everybody as we do every week on our Facebook page. Okay, thank you very much. So okay. what do you think, Marcia Caputo? I'm in heaven. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is really unbelievable. Fantastico, huh? It's really we'll get a little um, bit the over flavor here to, uh, when you go to your grandma we'll house. It's to, exactly uh, that. The, to, uh, the Eric. meat is like kind of type of like when you do, um, uh, what do you call it? Bigola uh, lanatra, the duck kind of type shredder of beef you know, on top. Is really well done, really soft. You can taste the flavor. You know, and that's what I saw. I have had, you know, as I tell everybody, I have been playing music for 11 mm. years at Monochinos, and the first year there, I gained like 20 pounds. It took me the next 10 to lose. You know, I'm, I still haven't lost the whole 20 yet, you know. but if, That's because you, you and I are eating so late at night, Tony. Mm. You should run there. You should not drive. Just run. 20 miles from my house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you know what makes this dish also special mm. is we're, we're using pork cheek. Right, so that's mm-hmm. where that texture is coming from. Okay. Yeah, I, I and what's that? You know, what's really neat about what Broadleaf does with their pork, which um, historically has been done with beef, but not pork, is this is dry aged. It's dry aged before it hits the restaurant, um, and then I've, I've sort of went through the cooking process. But like all ingredients, handle it with love, handle it with care, mm. and let the flavors speak for themselves. And you say that pasta is that, homemade. Eric? Yeah, and the pasta as well. Oh, tremendous! Really good, fantastic, huh? Homemade pasta. Did you taste homemade? the flavor? Oh yeah, yeah, baby. That's really you good. Know. Even al dente. Because a lot of people don't so know to do that. There, they cook you know? the fresh pasta, and then when they cook it, it's overcooked. I say, really? And this is a al dente. This right, is to the tooth, right? Mm. You've got to really not good. cook that over, overcook that Love pasta. Love it. That's it. We are going to have you every Monday. So <laughs> <laughs> we can start to have a list of things we would like exactly. to try. My one, my one day off. So. <laughs> so, so what I've started to do now, you know, is because mm. of the fact that the food is so good at Monochino's when we switch off our things. She's supposed to cook one Monday, I cook the next one. I just tell the cooks what I want them to make me, and I bring it in the next day, you know? I'm fine with that. I wouldn't complain. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, we, we have some fantastic cooks there at Monochino's, and we're going to talk a little more, bit more about that when we get to our half hour here at 4.30. But while we're enjoying this fantastic pasta, I want to talk a little bit about the movie. We saw this fantastic movie this week. We went to the press screening uh, of the new Ron Howard film, Pavarotti, Marcy and I and our families uh, on the last Tuesday night. And it was just uh, it was fantastic. What, what, what did you think about it? I love it. It was really, you know, usually biography could be really heavy. And after yeah. a while, you get like, yeah. okay, I have enough. This one was well done because it was really interesting and make it fun you can see really the personality oh, yeah, of him yeah. like a goofball you know yeah, you could you, really see that you know exactly we didn't see the side of him when you think when you do the opera things like that you have to be serious something really not really a funny guy right well right. he was hilarious full of life so it was really nice to see this side of him i thought that you're absolutely nailing it you know because when i was starting out my career and i was in my early 20s um, I became a student of Pavarotti. So I got the great opportunity of working with him, and he was very, very influential and in, uh, in, you know, being my mentor and, and kind of you know getting my career going as as he did for many, many uh, young artists, you know, who now are are very established artists. And the thing that struck me that Ron Howard really captured in this is Pavarotti had this endearing quality about him. I mean. You know, when I was working with him, he was like the number one tenor in the world. This guy was a bigger than Elvis Presley, bigger than Snodder. He was it, okay? Right. He was at the top of the heap. And he, he'd he still do little jokes and pranks to right. make you crack up and laugh. And he just, he loved people. 
even when he was at his peak of fame, he never forgot where he came from. Mm-hmm. He had that humble, humble way, and he just loving, fun, you know, a loving person, fun loving, and they really captured that in this movie. If you, you think know? about it, we were talking about last week about how much he helped that um, musician. Yeah, right? yeah, oh, but yeah. But we didn't thought about it. How much he helped, like with uh, Lady Diana. Oh, Lady Diana. Fundraising the concert to help the kids because he believed to help those kids. It's that we forgot the part that he did a lot. That's right. It was the one that he started though. And they kind of touched on that in the last part of the film where, Mm -hmm. you know, here's this guy. he, he, He accomplished everything that a musician could possibly accomplish in their lives. He made more money than God, and what's he going to do for the last 10 years of his life? He just did charity work, charity concerts, right. everything, you know, right. so and had fun. I recommend to go see him. You're going to see the other side of him, too, the one he was unhappy. Right, right. And the real, his things, what he did. And then the side where he worked really hard in his life. He really concentrated in his job and let go of a lot of things of his family. Things like that, I think, right? Absolutely. So we're going to play you a little segment, uh, again, as we did last week. Pavarotti is our Artist of the Week, and this segment is brought to you by Mickey's Spa and Salon down at the Rustinway Waterfront in Tacoma. And Mickey does a great job on all kinds of things. She especially has these amazing hair products. I, I can't even keep them in my house. My, my, my wife and my kids go through them, you know. <laughs> I got to go, like, every other week and get more from her, you know. But they're absolutely fantastic. So... This is one of my favorite Pavarotti memories from the three-concert recording. When they would end the three concerts, you have these three big stars, Luciano Pavarotti, Placido Domingo, Jose Carreras, doing their encore and kind of kidding around with each other, o sole mio. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. 
Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. You know, what I really remember from that, because I, I, you know, that was right in the time back in the, in the early 90s, and it was just, that was a huge thing, the three tenors. Do you remember that, Rick? I do, I do. I mean, it was just like, uh, it was never done before where you had, because typically, you know, you have all these divas and divos in the opera, and no one gets along. Everybody's always fighting and mm-hmm. very com- competitive, but, But he's you know, not. He's yeah. never did that. He well, never... all three of them, it, it, it was just wonderful to see that, and, you know. But I think um, because his personality, too, all of them, they're really like, they love what they do. They don't look like to win anything. They just love it. So you like this fool from Montalcino's, huh? I have no words. I mean, I think um, for the first time, I didn't feel guilty to eat the last one, too. Well, there's Plus, a little bit left on the plate. There you go. You see, there you go. Eating you with the plate, the I was close to really. I eat this four <laughs> nights a week, you know? In I, fact, this food is so good, and it and I was gaining so much weight that my wife mm-hmm. makes me now bring the food home in a box. She says, you can't eat it when you get home. you got to wait till the next day. Mm-hmm. After you do your exercise, then you're good. You can have it for lunch. You know, so she well, has me trained now. You know me, I'm really picky. I'm not going to say if something I don't like, I'll be quiet, you know. And like I said, this was really good. Really, like, I can't believe it. So I let's talk a little bit about Montalcino Ristorante Italiano. Okay, so this restaurant, it was, you know, it started about um, 11 years ago uh, with the original owners from Italy. And uh, over the last five years, and I think this is every single year, if I'm not incorrect, they have literally won Open Tables Award for one of the top 100 restaurants in the United States of America. Now, we're not just talking here 100 Italian restaurants. No, we're talking the top of all restaurants, all, all cuisines. They've won five years in a row the number one, you know, I mean, that top 100 thing. So, yeah, you know, it's out of like um, 28,000 restaurants. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And, and for five years, you know, so it's like, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk going around that this may well be the best or at least one of the best Italian restaurants in the whole United States. And now we're very blessed to have Rick Reagan here mm-hmm. at the helm. So, uh, Rick, I got to, you know, I know that we've had these discussions before, uh, you know, after after work there. But, um, you know, what was it that really made you want to, uh, you know, get involved with Monalcinos? You know, as you know, I've, I I was a chef for a long time in San Francisco and then up here in the Seattle area. And as I worked my way up into uh, my career, I got to a point where I was running multiple restaurants. And I really couldn't have the influence that I wanted. I couldn't touch every table and and interact with all the guests. Right, right. Spend the time in the kitchen like you and I have spoke about. And so I, I came to the point where I... I, I made the decision I was going to step away from corporate America and step away from that uh, BP position and jump back into a small restaurant. And uh, Maltatino's always had a special place for me. And, right, right. And, you know, I, I, I got with my wife and we, we spoke about it. And as you know, I spent some time with Fernando and, yeah, and the yeah. family. And I think they felt and I felt that it was the right connection, that um, I had the right philosophy of food, the right philosophy of culture building, team building. And taking care of the guests. 
Absolutely. As you do. And, Tony, yeah, you're yeah. a big part of that. I mean, you're, well, we have a lot of fun, your interaction is, is key. So <laughs> We have a lot of fun. We do. You know? We do. So, you know, I, I got to tell you how I met this guy. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, of course, you know, Fernando is very Napolitano, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Fernando and I have been friends for 40 years. So we're going to be friends till the day that, that, that we die, right? And uh, But, you know, because you know, they're very focused and they, you know, they're just thinking about what they, what they got to do next mm-hmm. and everything, right? So, you know, he never bothered to tell me. I mean, I've known him, like, forever. Like, you know, right. you know I'm going to sell the restaurant, and, you know, I got another guy coming in, right? So I I come in there. It's a Friday night, I think, like, around the beginning of May. There's this guy wandering around the restaurant. I'm saying, who the hell is this, you know? I mean, <laughs> and it's, you know, and I'm, you know, it's kind of like, I think I said that, like, so who are you? That's you exactly what <laughs> You gave me that look. You look at me like, like who are you? What's your role? <laughs> exactly, you know. That's oh, Tony. I, I like, you know, what are you going to do, you know? So, uh, yeah. I mean, I know some guy wandered in, right? So, uh, but anyway, you know, and I remember mm-hmm. that initially I was thinking, huh, what is it? You know, does this guy really know about cooking and food? And, but, you know, I got to tell you, I'm very, very impressed mm-hmm. what I found out this last month. I mean, apart from the the fact that I'm there four nights a week, and, and I, I've sat on that stool for 11 years, so like I said to Rick, I know where all the bodies are buried. I, I watched everything <laughs> happen in that restaurant that can happen, including the time of the fire extinguisher went off in the middle of wintertime and everything in the entire place is coated in white. Okay, oh. That was an experience. But, you know, this guy's background, I mean, you know, hmm. he's done some. He was Hyatt Regency Bellevue executive chef. Uh, he was Nordstrom's corporate executive chef. And his list goes on and on and on. And so apart from the fact that we have these wonderful, absolutely wonderful Italian recipes mm-hmm. at Monalcino's that, you know, we're, we're, and we're keeping it doing every single one like they've always been done. We got Mama's, you know, basically he bought Mama's recipes from her. And so, you know, mm-hmm. and we have all the staff there trained. This guy is now going to take this to a whole nother level. Yeah, okay? I've got all the handwritten notes and the recipes. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's quite yeah. entertaining to look through and. And it's like looking back in time and seeing what the original intent of the recipe was. And then you can look at the recipe and say, did we follow the original intent? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And that's all, like you and I have talked about, that's all I'm doing. If, if the original intent of the recipe is still there, um, then we're good. If we've evolved away, then we're going to slowly move back to that original intent of that recipe. Right. If the original intent is in a better spot. So we're excited. And you, as you know, Tony, I'm super excited to be there. I'm excited to try some of your dishes, too, because I, you know, I'm looking at this saying, well, this guy really knows food. I mean, this guy is going in now with our, we have great chefs, and he's going in there and teaching them some things about cooking, you know, that, that you know, o- o- opening up their horizons and stuff. So uh, I know we're going to have, again, I want everybody to know we're going to keep all the great dishes yep. as they are, but we're going to knock your socks off with some of the stuff that's going to come up over Ooh, this next yep. year. Stay tuned. You know. Stay tuned. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. you know, nice. Will, I will make sure we bring some of these new dishes in. We'll try them here on the show, and we'll let our super uh, Italian girl here tell us uh, what she thinks about them all and everything. You know? I can wait. So. <laughs> Look at me. I'm really drooling. <laughs> Plus, I can tell how much you love this because of the fact yeah. that um, I see you interact with the customers, you know, and the people love you there. I mean, you know, you and your, your wife, Risa, is, well, what a great gal. And your kids come in once in a while. And, yeah. you know, people really, you, you've captured that family essence, which is what this whole place was about. I mean, great food, great service, but, of course, the family quality that is still remains And that's there, what attracted you know? to me to the, to the restaurant was the fact that I wanted something small. I wanted something intimate. I wanted something where I could touch every table every night. And as you Absolutely. know, I touch yeah. every table every night and try to have an experience with, 
with all the customers. So that is nice that you go with the people and then you go to back to to help yeah. the cooking. You do a little bit yeah. of everything. Yeah. There's, you know what's going on around. You know your client. That's really, really nice. Yeah, people you'll see like me. I, to meet the I drift owner, to, um, you know. between the front of the house and back of the house. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll spend some time in the back of the house with my chef coat on and then come out and, and, and speak to the customers and gather their feedback, right? That's right. super important. What did you think of this meal? Right. Did it meet your expectations? If you could do anything different, what would it be? And 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 we've got great feedback, Tony and I, on that. You know, I, yeah. I absolutely, absolutely, and and when our customers, we appreciate more than anything else. I mean, we have people who have been loyal to us mm-hmm. for years and years and years. And of course, you know, whenever you do a a change like this, there's always the question: Are the people going to embrace it? Right. And I got to tell you, I mean, this last thirty days, if there was ever a test. Of whether this was going to work or not, you know, because mm-hmm. we've had every I, I've seen customers who I haven't seen for years who just happened to come in this month, like last night. Remember right. the two, the, the yep. couple there, um, you know, but all of our regular great customers, they've all come in and, you know, every single one of them has said to me privately the same thing. They've said to you publicly how much they love the food. They love you and your yeah. wife. And uh, they're really looking forward to where we go from here. Well, we're really excited. And, and like you said, I'm excited to to work with the team. Take it to that next level. Um, the, the core recipes obviously will stay the same, but you'll start to see my influence. You'll start to yeah, see my yeah. influence in the featured items, some some wines. Some so I hear wines, from uh, from Rise, right. your wife, yeah. uh, that she says, well, you know, we made the wine tasting here, and we may introduce some of, like, Rick's specialty dishes. So I have to ask you to tell us about, like, you, you have a specialty dish that you huh. envision you might, you know, you know, I, I, I love the portobello mushroom. Mm. Oh, I love it. And so I've got a, a yeah. numerous dishes that surround around the portobello. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a, a, an actual um, meat, that the portobello is the meat in the dish. Right, right. And then I've got a, a, bunch of, uh, a bunch of pastas that I've been working on for years and years mm. that will come out. Um, yeah, so I, I don't want to give away uh, too many Wait. of the secrets right now, but there's some really fun stuff that's coming out in the near future. That's fantastic. So now, folks, remember, Montalcino Ristorante Italiano in Issaquah, Washington. This place is a gem. If you have not been there, do yourself a favor. Call up Rick. Make a reservation. And make sure you make a reservation because let me tell you, Mamma Mia, we are busy. We're open six nights a week. And we're busy six nights a week. So get your reservations in in advance to make sure you get a table. Rick, tell them how they can make a reservation. So you can make a reservation by just calling the restaurant or you can call me at 206-200-1761 and I'll personally make that reservation for you. There you go. Okay. And as a special added bonus today, Marcia, Mm, you know what we're going to do? Let me think. Rick Reagan has very generously donated a $100 gift card. Okay, then we're going to run a contest here on the West Coast Italian Radio. We're going to put it up on our Facebook page tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something that has to do with today's show. Okay, we're not going to tell you what it is, but, you know, what we'll do is we'll post the thing up there. And if you answer the question correctly, we're going to take from those correct answers, we are going to pick a winner. Okay, and we're going to give you, let's say, we'll give them till, uh, we'll give them 10 days. We'll run this for 10, 10 days. days. Okay. And at the end of 10 days, we're going to take all the correct answers. We're going to pick one winner out of that. They are going to get 
a special $100 gift card to go to the wonderful Montalcino Ristorante Italiano and try the food there. We have to go to our sponsors right now. Thank you so much, Rick. And we'll be back in just a minute. We're going to do some more fun stuff My here. pleasure. My pleasure, you too. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy, based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausage to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast is Cernio Sausage. Visit Cernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. All right, we are back here with the West Coast Italian Radio Network bringing you the Italian radio show. We have uh, Mr. Rick Reagan from Monocino Ristorante Italiano in Issaquah, Washington, one of the top Italian restaurants in the country as our guest, and uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, many more great things to come from that restaurant in the, uh, in the coming uh, months here. And now, you know, Rick, since you, you know, to really indoctrinate you into our show, we have to include you in one of our segments with uh, Marzia mm-hmm. here. So we're going to do what we do, our weekly segment called our Italian Phrase of the Day. And Marzia is going to basically read okay. you know, the thing in, in Italian, and then we'll have you read it in English and tell everybody what it means, okay? Okay, so we can explain that. So, fare la scarpetta. Fare it's, la scarpetta. It's what I almost want to do with that plate I just... Try. All right, That's so fare la, fare la scarpetta. So what does that mean? So I'll let so, you read the rest. So that means make the shoes? Mm-hmm. Make the shoes. Again, so what it means, who knew that you could be so appetizing? Um, la scarpetta, we talk exactly when you're using a scrap of bread to mop up all the sauce, you know, oh, the to sauce clean up the, the, the plate. So yeah, you the, want yeah, to yeah, finish, yeah. and that's what you use. And we call it la scarpetta. No slipper, okay? The slipper something else. La scarpetta. Why the scarpetta? Do you know why? No. Okay, I find it the theory. Um, you take a piece of bread, right? Start to look like a shoe when you are pressing your thumb into you know, the, the thumb. You know, you hold the bread and you press on it. Yeah, yeah. And to grip it, to pick up the sauce. If you look at the bread, it will curve like a, like a shoe. scarpetta, like, like a shoe, like, like right? Like a sole of a shoe. Yeah, that yeah. was one theory. The other theory that I was really interesting. The other um, one theory? The, uh, theory. The, the, the TH, guys, the TH. <laughs> Teoria. Ha! Focus. I'm going to speak in Italian. You're going to figure out Focus. that one. Okay. 
So it's, um, they talk about all type of pasta traditionally made in Tuscana. They will shape well, like, um, it look like a slipper, like a shoe. And uh, that's a type of pasta to come from Tuscana called like a scarpetta. Okay? That's, that's that was great. Not a theory. It was okay, so tell us the phrase one more time. So, fare la scarpetta. To make the shoe. When yeah. the food is really good, you want to clean up your plate instead to lick so on it. So we have to remember that. Scarpetta. We tell that the people of Mano Chinos. Fare la scarpetta. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a very important part of the process. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're kidding me. Yeah. You know? yeah. The salsa is in the bottle. That's you right. can't give away That's that. Right. Leave that on the plate. No, my mom used to say, you know, many people die in the car, you know. In the All right, so you got country. a couple more so phrases there for us, right? <laughs> so the other one I find it all about this, that you can say different dialect, is pucciare il pane nel sugo. Do it again. Pucciare il pane nel sugo. Pucciare il pane nel sugo. So uh-huh. something about the bread and the sugar. Right. Same thing. Same meaning. To dunk the bread and the sugar. In the sauce. Yeah. The sauce. So the same type of thing. Sauce. So yes. Just another way to say it, okay? Right. Different right. dialect, different uh, region. The other one I find, uh, this is from South, I didn't know that. Fare la sponza. Fare la sponza, to make the sponge. Mm-hmm. So again, you're soap soaming up the gravy. Observed yeah. with the yeah. bread. Yeah. Same right. thing. And then we have that one I heard a lot of people say, fare la zuppetta. And what's that one, Rick? To do a little soup? Yes. To make the little soup. Yeah. But the one I use all the time, I use for all my guests when they come to my house, make sure you do la scarpetta. La scarpetta. scarpetta. All right, we'll have to remember that. Yeah, yeah. Little shoe, you know. It's interesting how different cultures have different idioms and different Mm -hmm. sayings, Mm -hmm. you know, that unless you really grew up in that culture or really get to learn that culture. I mean, the thing of the stuff that we say here that, you know, uh, you know. Like, I didn't have no idea about this, fare la sponsa. I said, really, sponsor? You know, that's exactly. something new for me, too. But they do, different regions, they I mean, use the, that. What do we say in America? You know, it's not a word oh. till the fat lady sings. How do you, how do you define that to an Italian? How, how do you explain that to someone of another culture? I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you can't, right? Yeah, yeah you get an odd look. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to get into uh, our event calendar. These are the events that are coming up. We're going to give you mainly the ones coming up over the next uh, 30 days. And then um, as we get into the summer, we'll add some more to that schedule. And then we're going to give you some future Save the Date events for some of the big Italian events. These are all the uh, Italian events here throughout the entire Pacific Northwest from basically Canada down to um, Oregon, down as far east as Spokane. So the first one is a biggie. This one we heard about last week when Marty Negrelli was on the show. Italian Heritage Night at the Mariners. Oh, yeah, baby. This is a fun one. This is one we do every year, okay? This year it's Thursday, June 20th, 7 o'clock. We're playing the Baltimore Orioles. Get this, okay? What a deal. You can get a ticket. If you want to sit up in the nosebleed section, you can pay 23 bucks. But if you want to even sit down with the rest of us on the field, it's only $38. I mean, you know, I drink mm-hmm. more than that like on a Monday night, you know? Right. So 38 bucks, and it includes a blue commemorative Italian Mariners cap, okay? Right. Fantastic nice. deal. We always need a new hat. Yeah. So. And just to make this a little bit sweeter, okay, we're going to give away two sets of Mariners tickets over, you know, between now and the next show. So next uh, Monday is the 18th, okay? Mm-hmm. And on the 18th, we're going to announce that we're going to have a contest. We're going to run online. So go to our Facebook page at West Coast Italian Radio on Facebook and check out what we're going to put up there. And, you know, we're going to find a way that if you answer the question, do the thing right that we tell you to do, 
then just listen up next uh, Monday at the program, and we'll announce two winners that get to go, each with a set of tickets, them and a guest, to see Italian Heritage Night at the Mariners. Again, if you buy the ticket, get the hat before, not after the game. Oh, so yeah, that's make right. Make sure you remember that. Because they, they do uh, run out. So you got to mm-hmm. get, when you get there, get the hat right away. Right. Okay, you take the, the next, next one. The next one is Saturday, July 20, Luglio 20. It's Black Diamond, Samuel Italy, Lodge Picnic. So this is at 12 o'clock until 4 p.m. And it's right in Mud Mountain Dam. Is that right? Mud Mountain Dam in Edemclaw. Yeah, I always say Rhonda. And information, we'll have to put more information about I this. I think they do is they just want to contact the Black Diamond Sons of Italy Lodge. and mm. uh, Or just and you can just that? show up if you want. You know, I mean, uh, it's a picnic and... I think everybody's welcome. They have another great picnic at the Les Gove Park in, in Auburn on Sunday, mm-hmm. July 28th. That's the uh, Auburn Sons of Italy Lodge down there. And uh, they always do a great thing. The Byers Dorfs are down there, and they usually got lots of great wine and, you know, food. great Italian food sure to eat at their picnics. Food. So that's <laughs> on July 28th uh, down there. And now we have some great save the dates. And, I mean, let me tell you, you got to save these dates. And the first one is going to knock your socks off because we do this every year. Yes, Italian Day at the Races, West Coast Italian Radio Partners with the Emerald Downs Racetrack. Come on down, baby, because it's like an Italian festival all day long. You have fun there last year? <laughs> always, always fun that. Especially, like I say, we always repeat about this. But it's so much fun to see the name they put for the yeah, they, horse they, for the they name all the, the, the horses are named like meatballs, spaghetti, right. after, you know, different hey, things. we should put the name of the new plate. <laughs> I tell you what, we, we're going to have fun all day. we got the Tony and the Goombas mm-hmm. are going to be playing down by the winner's circle between races all day long. we got pizza-eating contests. we got our friend Salvatore Cascone going to have bocce oh, all day. we got wine tasting. we got Italian booth stuff for the kids i think pony rides for the kids so come on down folks and we're going to be giving away in the months of july and august 500 tickets yes here on the italian radio show so uh you know make sure you get your tickets and come down because we always have a blast okay and remember september is the beginning of italian festival that's so right don't book any weekend be free because we had september 6th and the 8th to date uh san gennaro festival uh it's always a blast san that gennaro, down fun. at the Georgetown at like the old time street festivals. And I hear they're bringing in Ronnie Santini from Italy this year oh. as their headline performer. So we'll get him on the show before the festival. He's a great guy and always a lot of fun, you know. Make sure and then, I'm of course, be- you know, all the Festa Italiana events throughout mm-hmm. the month of uh, September. The Mass in Italian on September 14th. The Big Italian Luncheon uh, at the uh, Seattle Yacht Club on September 20th. And, of course, in the big weekend, we have a, the Fest Italiana itself down at Sales Center, starting with the Taste of Italy on the 27th. Tell you what, if you have never been to the Taste of Italy, they got so much wine, so much food. We, t- we fill the entire center house with Italian food and wine, and we have a blast. The, and, with, with some appetizer. With, oh, yeah. A little lot, appetizer. Yeah. What the Italians yeah. call little appetizers is like a football field full of food, you know. Fine. So, And then, you know, for two days, uh, you know, Fest Italiana at the center, good time. And we will be there again on Saturday night, the uh, 28th of, uh, of September, mm-hmm. uh, with Tony and the Goombas hosting the all-Seattle Festa Italian Jam and Dance. So you come on down, and uh, we're going to be playing everything from your Tarantellas to what uh, the Eagles done in Italian. And we're going to have a blast right. with all the Festa performers joining us. And More we'll news there. of this coming over the summer. Hey, we'll be there. That's the So, fun. Rick, thank you so much for being on the show. Anything you'd like to leave us with? No, it was my pleasure, you know. 
come and visit me in the restaurant. Can't wait to see you guys. We definitely will. We're going to yeah. post all that on our Facebook page. Let's salute. Salutare Montercino Ristorante. Si. Diciamo un ciao a Montercino Ristorante. Va to bene. all the people that work there. So. A, big, a big salute to everybody who had Monalcinos, all the people who mm-hmm. worked through, everybody who makes it so special, and especially to all of our great customers there. Folks, thank you so much for listening to our program. Please tell all your friends and relatives about us. We're available 24-7 all over the world. Yeah, we got listeners in 24 different countries now, so make sure you tune in. And anytime you want, go to the website, wcir.biz. Click on the link. we got four years of shows you can listen to there. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao.